And action. We're live. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, do you still got yeah. the intro? Well, you said you were going to kick it off. I know, but you always do the intro. What up, people? This is Corey and MJ for the Better Together podcast. Unfortunately, uh, we are missing our lovely Silver Fox counterpart, Cassidy O'Sullivan, today. It wasn't if, it was when, man. It wasn't yeah, if, it was when. Somebody's going to drop off. So today you're just stuck with me and MJ. So you have just two really large egos talking about their egos probably for the next 20 minutes. But you're welcome, people. You're yeah. welcome. Take it for what it's worth. You'll probably be better after this anyway. Uh, today we're going to be discussing uh, injury. Um, we're going to kind of go free flow format because we don't have Cassidy. So there's no three thoughts. Uh, there's no two miss. There's no one action or go. There probably is going to be all those things anyway. I bet we do address thoughts, myths, actions, and, and actions. goes in there. I bet we yeah. do. Just not in that format. Yeah, it's good. Uh, but our goal today would be to get you guys to know um, how you can safely and appropriately move in the gym, what to do if you are hurt, um, how to set yourself up for the best success so you don't get hurt, um, and all those good things in between. I think those would be my three things or things we would discuss for sure. So you're on the uh, better together podcast and that's what you're listening to. And we're talking injury today. That's it. I think, um, I think where we kick it off home skillet is uh, this, this topic, uh, especially in our space um, in our gym, it's a, we're, we're technically considered the micro gym space. Right. We do uh, we specialize in, in GPP group programming along with some IPD stuff, individualized program design on a one on one level or small groups. And in our space, in particular, Corey, we have been um, accused rightfully or wrongfully so uh, of, of being a higher um, of there being a higher probability of injury that occurs in our space. Um, and. And, uh, you know, depending on how you look at that, that can, there can be some truth to that. There cannot be some truth to that in either way, in either capacity, what we're going to discuss, like you said, is, is number one, um, and where we'll kick it off is, is regardless of the space, how do you stay injury free? Like, like how do you approach your workouts, um, your programming, your workout selection, your movements, your movement patterns, like there's a lot that goes into it. So the cool thing, as all of our members know, that may be tuning in is when you walk into our space and whether you go on a one-on-one -on -one setting or group format, there's always a coach there. So uh, we understand that, yeah, as you move more or there's more working parts, i.e. moving in 3D and three planes of motion, that there could be more of an inherent risk of injury um, just from the nature of moving more and doing more things and putting your position in, in more positions that may have more external instability. Um, but we have a coach all the time to help tell people, show people demo, uh, uh, demo and then um, correct along the way. But, but uh, in, in our space or another space, um, one thing that we prioritize and train on as a team to make sure that we keep all members injury free is, uh, is what we call an MCI charter. Uh, and it's, and it's kind of a pyramid for the people at home sitting like this, the M's on the bottom, 
the C's on the top or middle and then the I's on the top. And, and if you can understand and appreciate what the MCI charter does and how it should be used, it just increases the probability of you becoming injured. Um, uh, decreases the, yeah. I was going to say increases it, the probability a lot, but you know, anyways, uh, <laughs> that's not, that's not, it's a I good thing. Is. Okay. It's good. MCI it's is a good, good thing. If right? you so what it, yeah. So, so here's the deal. We teach it. Uh, we teach it to our coaches and our coaching staff. And really what it is, it's a priority system uh, to progress through your workout and your programming. And the, the very foundation of that program, uh, the M is mechanics. So uh, mechanics uh, speaks to the movement itself and everything from your setup, which is stance, grip, and position, to when you go into your tunnel of movement, whatever the movement is, is to maintain proper mechanics in doing that. Well, you go, well, that, that makes sense, MJ, no shit. Like, duh. But here's my thing. How many people, when they see an exercise on a program they printed off, or they see an exercise on a board inside of our gym, really know what the proper mechanics are, the movement patterns from setup, execution, to points of performance, all the way through. And, and, and the, the answer is, is uh, not, a, not a whole lot know it all the way through. Right. But and even the, even the ones that do, do they have the self-awareness to know that they're doing it correctly the entire time, right? You right. might know like, hey, I should squat. How to squat appropriately would be my knees track over my toes and they don't cave in. And I get my hip crease below my yeah. knee without losing my spine and have maintained a neutral spine. But how many of them have the body awareness to know like, oh, I'm actually doing that? Yep. So, so with the topic being how to stay injury free topic, we're saying, number one, you have to, you have to prioritize mechanics with whatever workout you're doing wherever you're doing it. That's number one. Once I prioritize the mechanics, so we'll just use a squat, for example, because I've, if I had a dollar for every time a member has said squats hurt me or my doctor said I should do or what, like all these things right. around squats, like you fucking squat every day. You yep. get up and down off of the chair. You're squatting. You Gotta take a poop. Learn. Guess what? You squatting. take a shit. You're squatting. Okay. Uh, you might want to learn how to do it properly so you don't hurt yourself or worse, be injured. Okay. Correct. So, so uh, you know, with the squat, for example, the first thing I want to do is I want to understand the proper mechanics of a squat. Where's my setup? Where's my stance? When I enter that tunnel of movement, what's it look like? What uh, like you said, maintaining neutral spine, uh, tracking knees over toes. All of these things matter because if you don't, and you go to the second, uh, or you go past the second variable of consistency, which is the C in uh, MCI, up to intensity, which is uh, uh, how you make it harder through either load or external instability. When you compound shitty mechanics, jumping load on it, you got a problem. So it's like, this: did the squats hurt you? Or did you not prioritizing mechanics and squatting with appropriate loads hurt you right yes. so and the the beautiful part about mechanics too that i think like obviously we want people to move correctly but the beautiful part about mechanics is if somebody's mechanically moving wrong and you get them to do the exercise mechanically correctly the the stimulus there as a as a member the uh what you're experiencing in that movement goes through the roof 
Yeah. Like I can load 315 on a bar and do a knee bend back squat and go two inches from the bar height down. And that does nothing for me. I can put a 45 pound bar on my back and squat all the way to the bottom and hold it there with good mechanics and tight core. And that's just going to drive the stimulus way up. So not only is it keeping you safe mechanics, but mechanics is also increasing the stimulus. It's getting you fitter. The more correct you do the movement, the fitter you're actually getting. And you could even say for the, for the layman on the call, the, the more correctly you do the exercise, the harder it is. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And as you work up, as you work up the MCI charter, that I variable at the top, which is intensity. And that's what Corey's saying is, Hey, the greater stimulus you have, you're going to have an equitable linear relationship with intensity. And here's the deal. When it comes to working out, this is what we always balance as exercises. This is what I balance when I work out, when Corey exercises, when he works out and all of us is balancing the variable of intensity with, with mirroring, um, mechanics because the reality is is intensity is the number one variable when it comes to attaining fitness results again i'll say that again intensity is the number one variable inside of a bout of exercise so i'm working out for this hour what's the one thing that i can control to get the most impact during this workout it's intensity now let me back up a little bit and say hey in an overall macro approach to my entire program for fitness I w- we would prioritize consistency. So whatever you're doing on a more consistent basis would supersede the intensity. But but we're talking about today when I go in and work out, how do I stay injury free? And if I'm going to stay injury free and follow the MCI charter, how do I also get the most bang for my buck and the results? And so going back to that air squat, once I can establish that I can squat to a standard, Okay. And I understand what that standard is. If I have a knee replacement and I only have X degrees of, of knee flexion above 90, and that's as far as I can go with my depth, then that's your standard. That's good. But the squat, for example, most people could be very well served to do some therapy in that space some squat therapy, if you will. And what we mean by that is to work on, to drill, to practice movement patterns and put your body in positions and unaccustomed stimulus with unaccustomed stimulus to get you to squat to full depth and full end ranges and to squat all the way up. And assuming that you can do that for one repetition, all right, this is the, this is me teaching the MCI charter in real life for somebody that's watching this going, what do I do with this shit? Is, right. So mechanics are good now. Mechanics are good. You identify a standard and I squat to that standard. Now what I'm going to ask myself is I'm going to go, okay, without the intensity variable. So without a barbell on my back in a front rack or overhead or any external instability or any other uh, forms of intensity other than repetition. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see if I can do this consistently. So I can squat once, which is means I'm mechanically sound. Can I squat 10 times, 15 times, 20 times with my body weight and still maintain all my points of performance, not go into a, a, a whirlwind of faults, as we call it in the coaching world, or things that are wrong? And can I, can I minimize that down to where the value of continuing to work out and add intensity supersedes the cost 
of if I don't do this correctly and I get hurt or injured, right? So, so the key is this, guys, is once you identify that standard and you can do it over time through repetition, then and only then do I work on that top variable of intensity. And so here's the thing, like I, I, we opened and we said our space, the micro gym space or functional training space has been, um, you know, uh, accused of being a space that hurts people, that, that, that there's rampant injury. And, you know, what I would submit to anybody listening to this is that, you know, it's, it's one of those things where like, you know, uh, Guns don't kill people. People kill people. Like if I have a gun here and I, and I put it down and it just sits there, it's, it's nothing's going to happen. But if I put that loaded gun in the wrong hands of the wrong person at the wrong time, it, some bad things can happen. Exercise mm -hmm. and injury is very similar. Yep. So if you're in a micro gym space like ours or anywhere else, and there's no, you know, the, the loaded gun, so to speak, is, is like a poor coach, right? right. Is, is, is a, a facility that doesn't provide the tools you need to keep the MCI charter in check, then fuck yeah, there's going to be a greater increase of getting hurt and a greater increase of injury, especially guys, if you jump from skipping the mechanics part and straight to intensity and you go try these complex movements with heavy loads that have all these working parts, no, thank you. You've got to build a, a capacity. You got to earn. We talk about it all the time. You got to earn the right for the PR. Like yep. you, you, you got to earn the the uh the the victory and the way you yeah. earn it is with the boring skill and drill shit so For so sure. i'll wrap it up with this Corey, and then get your thought on mci altogether is is and it ties into your thought is the irony of it all right the 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 paradox of mci charter is that if you follow it from the ground up the the intensity goes through the freaking roof like you were saying but it's so hard to get people to understand that appreciate they just want to skip labor and have the baby for sure yeah and i think i would even jump on your uh loaded gun analogy a little further if you are in a facility where there's not a ton of coaching or uh you're mainly directing your own workouts right or maybe you're coming to open gym or whatever on a day the second biggest factor to that is uh your ego which we talk a ton about right so it's the yeah. like oh i'm working out with my homie right now and he's squatting 225 and I probably shouldn't be squatting 225, but he's squatting 225. So I'm going to squat 225. And then you just throw everything out the window yeah. because you have ego issue. So you're, you're much better served of just lowering the weight and getting the correct stimulus out of it. The other thing I would say too, about the MCI charter um, is it's really a loop, right? And I think a lot of people are like, boom, I got mechanics down. I can do it consistently. Now I just control the intensity variable and we're good to go. It's really a loop. It's mm -hmm. at those intensities. I might be at an intensity where mechanically I can perform it and consistently I can perform it for three reps, but maybe I can't consistently perform it for five reps or my mechanics start to break down then. So it's kind of just a loop. You got to continually reevaluate like, Hey, at this load, I still have good mechanics. I can do it consistently for these many reps. If I go higher than that, now my mechanics just break down all the other. I can't do it consistently at all. Or maybe if I go higher than that, I just need to lower the amount of times I'm doing it so I can consistently do it well. So I think it's a loop that you constantly have to reevaluate. Mechanically speaking, um, I think this is where we kind of jump into a, lo a lot of the space that me and Rachel are hitting at our gym at Fit Society um, in the move and correct world. 
mechanically speaking, there's a couple of things that can go wrong for you and things you should pay attention to. The first one we talked about is flexibility. Um, so you having the passive range of motion to even get into certain movements mechanically and safely. Um, and what we mean by flexibility people is like, uh, there's a difference between flexibility and mobility and the words are kind of buzzwords right now that you toss around anyways, but flexibility would be me taking my finger, right. And I'm adding a load and I'm not fighting it or doing it with just my finger. I'm pulling my finger back this far. This is my flexibility in my finger. So if you if you guys aren't watching the YouTube video, I just took my other hand and pulled my pinky back as far as I could. Mobility is me. I'm just now lifting my pinky finger, right? So I have less mobility in my pinky finger than I do flexibility. The first thing we check is flexibility. Can you even get to that range of motion? Mobility, then we check after flexibility is, can you hold yourself in that position or can you pull yourself into that position and have strength there? Mm -hmm. So this is the two biggest one that you guys need to focus on as members is, can you even get to the appropriate position? If not, we need to start having conversations of one of two things. How do we get you to that position? Or if it's not something you can ever attain, how do we modify it so you can still get the correct stimulus, the correct intensity um, to get a benefit from those movements? Because there's plenty of workarounds. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is, if you can get into those positions, do you have strength there? And the easiest way to build, build strength there is if you can get into that position start doing things consistently and then in a way then start adding an intensity. Mm -hmm. So as a member, I think uh, I'm asking myself these questions right now. What movements do I struggle with even getting to? And is there a way for me to get to them? Do I need to ask somebody to help me to get to them? Or if I can't get to them because I have surgery or whatever, which you still might be able to get to them, but if I can't get to them, what can I do or what should I be asking my coach that I can do to still get the correct stimulus out of the workout. Mm -hmm. And then my second question is, okay, maybe I can get to these movements, but I don't necessarily feel strong in them. Well, then I'm probably not going to jump into necessarily like whatever's written on the board or some super heavy loads, right? I'm going to get comfortable and I'm going to make sure that I really own those positions. Like we talked about, you have to earn the right. I'm going to make sure I own those positions and feel strong in those positions before I start adding an intensity. Mm -hmm. So I think as a member, I'm asking myself those two things. What movements can I get into? And then if I can't get into them, how do I get the correct stimulus out of it? And what movements that I can get into, do I feel comfortable with, with adding loading? Mm -hmm. they're, they're good points in it. it they, um, you know, most people I imagine, or most members I imagine, because um, I watch it every day, come in look at the workout and we discussed on our last podcast, is it fitness or performance and why? And I'm going to build off of, I think what my point I want to bring up builds off of that podcast. And, and then what you're talking about, Corey, um, is, is the thing that's like going off in my brain right now is, uh, you know, have a, have an active um, hand in the creation of your work. Like, what are you doing and why are you doing it? Right. Right. Like ask yourself those questions. Are you the member going back to my original point? I see members come in and just like flippantly go through things like just we're here to work out today. Yep. And here's the deal. Yes. And you are here to work out and you should be having fun and all those other things. But going back to like our code is literally work, play, achieve. Achieve means get it done. That means that there's some sort of reference point of results there. There's some point of victory there or accomplishing right and so what Corey's saying is like 
hey, like ask yourself these questions, have some self-awareness, be an active participant and an advocate for yourself and your overall program, especially in this topic of injury. Because if you get hurt or you get injured, well, if you get injured, you can't do anything. If you get hurt, there's workarounds. And we'll talk about that in a sec. But um, as you're saying that, Corey, they're, they're really good points. Really, you're saying, hey, um, be involved in your own program be aware and if you don't have these answers and and these aren't even things you think about seek out the resources to help you with it so so you stay injury free which is number one and then number two here's the kicker so that when you do exercise when you do move when you are performing those mechanics consistently we call those sets and reps in our gym or in, in time domains or task priority domains whatever it is that you actually get the result that you want out of it, right? So it's so like that's a little, you know, uh, soapbox tangent on a really good point that you have. You go, well, what, how do I even get there as a member? Well, I gotta kind of give a shit about like, yeah. am I moving well? Yes or no? If I continue to do this, am I progressing? Or if I continue to exercise in this way with these movement patterns, with these mechanics consistently with intensity, am I hurting in the long way? That will lead to injury. And I think with that being said, Corey, um, you know, we, we shift gears into from like, Hey, number one, if you're going to work out, follow an MCI charter. Okay. And don't, and before I shift gears into the hurt injury scenario, what I want to tell people is this is I'll double down and say, there's no more important variable with results in that hour of workout or 45 minutes or 30 minutes then intensity. We're not saying don't put yourself in challenging positions. We're not saying don't have unaccustomed stimulus. We're not saying that, that it shouldn't be hard to maintain those positions. As a matter of fact, we're saying if you want results, you need that, yep. right? You can't just walk into the gym and because you walked into the gym and just moved like you would move at home with no unaccustomed stimulus, that you're going to get results. You just freaking yep. won't. So, so as we shift gears from, you know, Hey, to stay injury free, fall on MCI charter, do it this way, build intensity. If, and only if you have mechanics consistently, if you follow that, you're, you're, I'll do it right this time for it. Your probability of injury will be decreased yes. significantly. Okay. Love it. Which leads us to uh, injury. Like, you know, it happens, hurt happens. Um, but I, I think it's important, you know, as an exerciser, you're always what you should be doing, going back to having a vested interest in like your program. Like you, you should always be taking inventory. And if you do, if you are hurt or you are injured, asking yourself, okay, what does this mean to me? What do I do now? What's my cost value relationship here of doing something versus doing nothing? Yep. You know, when should I do something versus nothing? Okay. And just to get it out there real quick with the, the hurt versus versus injury. And what that is, 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 you know, it, you know, injury is bad. Injury means I cannot do something anymore and I should not do something because if I continue to do this, I'm going to, make it worse. Okay. That's injury. Whereas hurt may be discomfort, 
right? There's signs and symptoms with that. that it's discomfort. It doesn't feel good. Um, it bothers me. But if you continue to do it, it's not going to lead you to making it worse or injury, right? So on those two principles, Corey, what say you off the top of your head with uh, a member when they, when they feel something, right? They, let's just, I, feel, I, I did squat. And I feel something in my knee or my back or whatever else. Like, yeah. how do I know what's hurt and what's injured and where do I go from there? And what should yeah. I do? Um, I'll break it down into some quick guidelines. And obviously we can't, everybody's yeah. scenario is different. We have like right? five so, minutes, by the way. Yes. <laughs> everybody's scenario is different. Uh, so ask somebody when in doubt. Um, but my, my quick guidelines would be, is the pain or discomfort less than a four out of 10? If it's a four out of 10 or less, probably not a whole ton happening there, right? Like maybe something is happening, but you're probably going to be okay to continue what you're doing. So pain four out of 10 or less. Does it hurt worse after you finish the exercise or the next day? If pain goes from, if you're doing the exercise and pain's at four out of 10, but then later that day or after you finish the exercise or the next day, pain goes to six out of 10, bigger picture, something's happening here. Like we need to, we need to pump the brakes, right? But if discomfort and pain levels less than a four out of 10, it doesn't get worse the next day or after the movement's done, you're probably safe to spend some time there. And it's probably actually good for you to spend some time there. Um, if it's not what we would call an acute injury, right. Which is like yesterday I walked out back and I rolled my ankle. Now I come in and I have discomfort four out of 10. Like, yeah, you probably shouldn't be running on your ankle, even though it's four out of 10. Right. But if this is just like movements that generally bother you every day. So less than a four out of 10, there is, is the big key there. And the other one is uh, it's not radiating and it's not moving elsewhere. Right. So the, the pain's not traveling to a different area. Um, it's not affecting other movements. You're probably safe to continue to do it. You probably want to get it checked out. You probably want to make sure that you're talking to somebody so you don't have to continue to deal with it. Right. Um, but you're safe to move. So that, that those are my big guidelines for um, pain and how you would know if you're injured versus hurt. If it's above those things, probably should get it checked out and stop doing that. My other thing with it real quick is just um, People need to spend time in positions that they're not comfortable in, right? If you don't feel comfortable in a deadlift or it like kind of bothers you, right? It kind of bothers my back when I deadlift. You probably need to be deadlifting more. And you should talk to somebody about how to do it appropriately and dose it in. But avoiding movements is just going to make things worse. So please, if you're a member in the gym and you're avoiding movements, talk to a coach. Because one of two things is going to happen. Number one, we're going to find a movement that we can substitute in for you that gives you the same stimulus. Or the second thing is we're just going to work with you to actually address the issues so you can do that movement again and not have pain or issues. Mm -hmm. I think like the, the deadlift's a perfect example because, uh, you know, it's, it's not an overly complex movement. Okay. It's, it's one of the seven patterns. It's a hinge. It's a hinge dominant movement at the hips. And because people, but the, but the movement itself, a lot of people will either hurt themselves or feel hurt uh, with doing the, the deadlift and more specifically in the lower back, right? So just walking through this real quick, and I know we're, we're short on time, but you know what I would propose to somebody that maybe deadlifts on Monday and says, yeah, my back hurts on Wednesday. The first thing I would say is, do you remember last week when we did bicep curls 
on Monday and your biceps were sore on Wednesday? Well, that's because we worked your biceps, right? We, we did this thing called flexion of the elbow under tension and load. And when you do that, we break down the muscle tissue, create muscle fissures, we build it up, we're building biceps. Well, your lower back's the same guys, right? Like, so looking at the deadlift is, and I'm not saying there's not a right and a wrong way to do it. And I'm not saying that yeah. injury doesn't happen when you deadlift. But what I'm saying is, is like, I would expect as a coach or as an exerciser, if I deadlift on Monday, that I'm potentially going to be really, really sore on Wednesday, especially like you said, Corey, especially if I don't have a very good midline core or, uh, and that hinge pattern is not something I do over time. Well, guess what? I had on a custom stimulus. My body responded. It's, to, it's barking at me, right? Yep. We just want to make sure when you're doing it, especially if it's like ridiculously sore, four out of 10, and then goes into a, I might be injured thing. There's a problem there. Yep. And, and let me be clear, like you said, Corey, so perfectly, it's not the deadlift that's the problem. Nope. The solution, even though your doctor tells you, and I, I have no problem, doctor, come on on. Like your doctor just says, stop moving. No, absolutely not. Let's look at that movement. Let's look at that movement pattern. Let's break it down. Just like you squat to shit every day, if you drop something on the ground, you're going to bend over and pick it up, which is more of a hinge dominant exercise than a squat dominant exercise. We got to teach you how to do it properly, yep. right? So to Corey's point, like, and it seems like a paradox. I shouldn't do that because it will make it worse. No, like you, you if, if, if deadlifting bothers you, right? You need to assess it, diagnose it, and you need to deadlift properly with scales and progressions, okay, yep. following the MCI charter so you can learn how to hinge properly for everyday movement, let alone at the gym. Yep. Yeah, and I think I think people get caught up in the like, well, I have to I have to deadlift and I can't deadlift. And it's like there's so many things, right? We can throw a book at you. We could do Romanian deadlifts. We can do GHD hip extensions where your posterior chain. We can do single leg variables, unloaded variables, partial range of motion variables. There's so many things. So just the the main point there is ask. Yeah. Right. Like this bothers me. If it's more than a four out of ten, whatever, ask. Get help so that way you can do it. The last thing we want you to do is just avoid it because you think you can't get it fixed. And then you go throughout your life and every time you drop something, you can't bend over and pick it up. You have to like do this weird squat down thing on one knee and like lean over, just get it fixed. Yeah. And, and so, so, Hey, worker outers inside of our space, uh, you know, we can't fix what we don't know. And I'm speaking on behalf of the entire team and coaches. Listen, we put a lot of time, energy, and effort to be prepared to be able to meet you right where you are. Your body, your mind, your meet you right where you are and to prescribe accordingly. So, Corey, thank you for asking them to ask <laughs> um, yeah. on behalf of the whole team because we love – here's the thing. I love, Corey loves, we love as a coach in that environment for somebody to be like, you know what, I get it, but this hurts or this bothers. And we can begin to the process to make sure – or to either A, make it a this, not that, for that particular exercise, for that hour and that movement, or B, we can go down a yellow brick road and see if this little issue is actually more problematic than it is just an issue. 
And we have resources for that too, to go through and with Corey and Rachel and Moving Correct or any other coach in their specific um, specialty to, again, diagnose and make sure that you have confidence. You know, you have confidence that when you come in, you're doing things right and that you know that you'll get your desired result. And so above and beyond confidence that you'll, you, you, you will decrease the risk, risk for injury. So, you know, I, I think we just, we just slammed at you guys. Uh, and what are we at? Like, I can't even see how long. It's 25 Maybe 30 minutes, minutes, 25, yeah, 30 minutes. minutes. Um, some, so and it, it was, it's cliff note type stuff, but it's important stuff. So the, the takeaways stripped down actionably, I guess we can, we can take our go from three, two, one, go, right? <laughs> yeah. We can do that. Uh, actionably, you know, I would start with um, Corey's guidance and say, Hey, if I do feel anything, like, let's say you're somebody that's potentially hurt or injured right now, or there's restrictions. My question is, is do you know why? Yeah. And, 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 and if you, and even if you do know what, do you have a plan? And what is that plan? So, so start there and, and let us help you with that. And then secondly, is as you address your workouts, understand and have a healthy appreciation for the MCA chart, MCI charter, and you'll be helping yourself on two levels. You're not going to get your number, the number one, don't get hurt. Don't get injured. Okay. But number two is if you, like Corey said, if you follow it, your intensity is going to go through the roof. And we know when intensity goes through the roof, you get your desired fitness results. I have, I've, I've had any flashbacks because I've done no less than probably a thousand hours, just a thousand hours of coaching to coaches and or members on what we call foundational movements, which is just squatting, just pressing and just deadlifting. And to this day, I can get any human being um, in any proposed physically good shape and, and just walk them through the proper mechanics of said exercise of just a squat, a press or a deadlift, doing it properly. And by the time I'm done with them in five or 10 minutes with a seven ounce PVC pipe, they're like, no mas. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sweating right now. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like, can I take a break? And you go, well, what is that? Well, that's, adhering to a standard consistently taking intensity through the roof imagine if you did that with load right like to your point as you build up and you're hitting those 90 percent plus lifts i know that when i go just yesterday I, we, we were doing heavy we did a heavy box squat of, or a box set of squats and uh, of a five by five and on that fourth and fifth set before I'm getting into that bar, I'm thinking I got to get my stance grip and position right on this. Cause I'm tired. Yep. And, and my loads in the high nineties right now. And so I'm really thinking at the, the, the ironies I'm thinking mechanics when I got the biggest intensity on a bar that I could think of having, but that's where I go because I'm programmed to go, you know? Yep. Our hope is that members start thinking like this and being body aware and asking them questions. Am I set up right? Have I earned the right to enter that tunnel of movement? Do, do I know if I enter that tunnel of movement, I decrease the risk of something bad happening so that when you go hit it. So like when I did hit that set of squats, I can fucking get it on. I can give it everything I got for that set to take the intensity variable for the roof and get, get the, get the end result. So we're balancing it. And that's yep. just a kind of a real life applicable thing of, how to balance it, be aware of it, and follow an MCI charter. 
in sure. doing work. And then I want to fuck. I, I just talk a lot. I'm sorry, Corey, but I want to. I want to plug you. I want to plug you and Rachel um, for the work that, in, in particular, in this space inside of Fit Society. Guys, you gotta go check out the the Fit Society Moving Correct program. I'm telling you, no matter where you're at, yeah, you, you just do. I've watched the work that they have led in this space with each other. I mean, listen, I think half of my coaches or three quarters of my coaches are doing your damn program with your, yeah. your maintenance stuff and everything else. We're programming it into some of our our. Um, our, our movement prep stuff, but the stuff you guys do on a one-on-one -on -one level for people that have anything going on in this space. My thing is, is they do a great job. You guys have done a great job. Go see Corey or Rachel. If you have any tweak, you're questioning your movements. Am I doing this right with movement pattern stuff? Um, they've just done a good job. So I just want to plug that. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Come, come see us. We love it. We love helping people. That's for sure. I think that covers it, man. The whole thing covered. The whole thing's covered. Yeah. All right. Well, CPO, we love you. We miss you. He's on his way to Montana. He's on a plane to Montana, but oh, yeah. um, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out for next week moving forward. So guys have a good week. Uh, today's Saturday, the 19th. You'll be seeing this on Monday, the 21st. Yep. Have a good week. Kick ass. We'll see you next week.